Media.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Diamond Nine. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host, my producer, the Deadite Knight! Please introduce me as... We talked about this. I want to be introduced as the biggest, baddest Beetleborg from now on. Big, bad Beetleborg. Deadite! Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm now satisfied. I won't get angry for the rest of the show. And as always, for everybody watching us live on twitch.tv slash Media, we want to thank Player One Miggy, our video producer over there, for putting on one hell of a show for you guys. So give it up for the Miggy Man. That's what up, name, Miggy Man. Oh, I like it. We give him a little Mega Man like yeah. ass logo. Miggy Man. <gasps> Ooh. Miggy Man. That just evolved. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. Some artwork <laughs> might be going down. New t-shirts for everybody. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and I uh, I got I to gotta just apologize up front. I have something that I need to do. All right. So let's... Um, you got any like, appropriate music for me here? Um, I need some really like... <laughs> you know, apologetic. Yeah, yeah, I got. You I got, got it. Yeah, I, okay. I got. I got. I can, Don't let me down. I here. can. I can make it happen. I need it. It's important. I want to tell you, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. I made a mistake about five years ago. Are we restarting this? Well, we got something new. Should I wait? Oh, I'll find something sadder. Oh, okay. You know, some sad. Give me something really. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. Mm. Oh, I can get into this. Can make this work. This sounds very repentant. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Mistakes were made years ago. My my dearest friend, who I thought had uh, had the opportunity, I never gave a chance. I can't, I can't believe I heard him like that. There's only one thing we can do. And that's bring Scott on the podcast. Scott, what's going on, man? My lifelong friend who I lived with when I started this show. And he would walk by me while I'm sitting here on a blue microphone inside of a little phone box recording. And I never invited him onto the show. <laughs> who am I? What's wrong with me? Anyways, hey Scott, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. I appreciate you having me on the show. Finally, it's been what? What episode is this? Three thousand or something? Yeah, two eighty-three. But we okay. can call it three thousand. I think that's my favorite number, so it works out perfectly. I'm really emotional. You know, I'd, li- I'd like to point out that, uh, you know, this seemed like a good idea two weeks ago when we were drunk at Chops' wedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Scott, come on the podcast. It'll be great. And then today we're like. Oh, this was a terrible idea. No, I'm just kidding, Scott. I'm super. I'm super glad you're here. Yeah. So we were at Jop's wedding when when Scott dropped the bomb that he's never been on the podcast. I'm like, wait a minute, that's impossible. You're, no, it's true. I went back. You I went, should like. I'm like not gonna be there next week, but you should like be there the week oh, after. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was some slurred words, but there was a deal that was made. A lot of night. tears too. Yeah. Yes. Lots of hugging. Yeah. Lots of lots you, of hands. You don't want to be there when Jazzy's there. You want to be there when I'm there <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't figured out the name yet but 
Well, yeah. he's, I mean, yes, we did. You're sexy manservant Scott. No, I thought we were dropping the manservant part. No, I didn't say anything about it. I'm not just going to call you sexy Scott we're, or Scotty too hottie. You're sexy manservant it's, Scott. It's, it's, a, it's, it's in the works. Yeah, it's well, not. It's, we gotta, it's solidified. I've already cast it in iron. <laughs> we got to figure it out. Maybe maybe the chat will help us out on twitch.tv slash games. Oh, geez. No, we don't want maybe. that. Especially with you, Sphinx in there. You'd, no. be, you'd be surprised how many people's nicknames stick when, when the community uh, you know steps in. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, our our man Sashin was like, hi, guys, I'm EA Sports. And it was like, no, you're, e- you're, no, you're not. You're EA Spuds. And now he's our man Spuds. <laughs> it's true. Okay. That's, that's how it went. But uh, anyways... Scott, I apologize. I have no idea how you didn't make it onto the show back in the day when I used to have to beg people to come on the show. Maybe we had lower standards. Yeah. Uh, well, good news, Scott. Somebody already got blocked on the chat for saying shit face Scott. I bet you can guess who that is. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's Sphinx. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you got it. You got it. He should just become one of the top fans for saying that, <laughs> not being blocked. So. Yeah, he got unblocked. I think it's in there now. But anyways, our, our, bot, our bot is a little aggressive in there sometimes. Anyways, uh, welcome to the show. I'm super glad to have you on. For those of you that don't know, Scott and I were childhood friends. We've we've hung out forever, playing video games, hockey, basketball, whatever it is. We've we've grown up together, and so the fact that I didn't have him on the show early on is is a, a grave mistake on me. But uh, I get to have him on now when the show is you know super cool, and we got cool people all around us. So we're not sitting in a in a kitchen all huddled around one microphone, uh, holding each other's hands. So. We, we really, hands, we hands, really I swear, to, it was just the hands. We really wanted to get this up to Scott standard, and that meant, you know, we had to do this for five years. And <laughs> yeah. <build a> studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're so, like, well, we got to impress Scott. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it doesn't take much. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, special guest Scott is uh, is on the show. This is, uh, I mean, we, we'll have, like, co-hosts come in, like, when one of us can't make it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, our first guest in quite a while, I would say. Yeah, we we talked a little bit ago that we'd like to occasionally have some more people, yeah. and so it, you know, as soon as we realized Scott hadn't been on, we're like, we got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna get into uh, episode two hundred eighty three of the Games Little Podcast. But first, we want to thank our patrons. Yes, listen, patrons. Your financial contributions go to the success and life of GameZilla Media, and uh, clearly, we need to up our security. We need better locks on the doors here in the studio to keep people like Scott out. <laughs> so, go and, and 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 give it the $5 a month tier. That is the tier. That's the money tier. That's the exclusive content. Every show on the GameZilla Media Network offers up at least one exclusive show on our Patreon that you can't get anywhere else. So are you a Noobs and Dragons fan? Behind the DM screen. That's where you want to go to, you know, get deeper into the weird mind of Greg WK. It's kind of scary, but uh, if you're a fan of Noobs and Dragons, you have to be listening to Behind the DM screen. Uh, Do you like... Uh, our Noiselander Arcade or Simpsons podcast, Smartline, an exclusive show uh, with, uh, again, Craig and the Arcade Phantom. Uh, Legend of Retro has their... um, Game Shark episode, oh, yeah. and then Last Action Podcast has cutscene. Is it? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, Sphinx is in the chat. He'll correct me later. Uh, but also some fun nightmare on Last Action Podcast horror movie. Uh, little recaps uh, featuring myself and the Sphinx, uh, and then of course Gamezilla pre-show. We did Muster Bust uh, in a super timely manner. <laughs> post-credit scene, whatever, Sphinx. It's post-credit scene douche. Read it all. Post-credit cream. <laughs> wow. Post-credit cream. Take yeah. wow. okay. another sip of that beer, buddy. Wowzers. Fifth one, I swear. Listen, we need your money. Go to patreon.com. 
slash GameZilla Media. Start your patron just $1 a month. $5 a month is the exclusive access to those shows. Uh, and uh, we're always trying to give back to our patrons. So patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. They really do need your support. <laughs> My lockpick rating is maybe a three, and I got in really easily. Yeah. So I was It was a crowbar and some lube. <laughs> what? Wait, are we talking about the lock or me? Oh, uh, no. dear Lord, here, here's the Both. news. Here's it's the... not time for the news. Grim, we're, do, we're doing announcements. I was going to do it in the news because it's news. But we'll do it now. It's no, fine. let's do it in the news. <laughs> I, you... I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Downloading all right, we got some local news that we have to take care of first. In in house business. In house business. Uh, it is um, it has come to our realization that we want to try something. We uh, we've been adjusting a few a few of our features. We're bringing some new content uh, here in the near future to Patreon. We're going to be doing changing some things up here around Gamezilla Podcast. With that being said. We uh, plan on... Mickey, do you need a minute? Huh? I'm, I just want to make sure that you're ready. I can stall by mispronouncing things <laughs> or yeah. saying innuendos. I or... can build suspense right now. Everyone's like, what is he about to dun, say? Dun, dun, yeah. But anyways, we just we feel like there's an opportunity out there that we don't want to miss, so we, and we want to give it a try, so we're, we're letting everybody know early. Uh, we have a couple weeks before we're going to fully make the adjustment, and that is simply that uh, you know we're going to be moving the podcast uh, as far as the live show. So the live show that you now watch on twitch.tv slash Media will be moving to Mixer. Yeah, we're moving to Mixer because Ninja said he needs us there to support him. That's what it is, man. Ninja, <laughs> Ninja just couldn't, couldn't, we couldn't say no to Ninja. But no, uh, Mixer, we're, we're moving on over to Mixer.com slash GameZillaMedia. Uh, you can go there right now. It's a blank page, but you can go there right now and be some of the first followers. We'd really appreciate the support as we get ready to launch this this new uh, area for us. Bottom line is TV, web show, whatever you want to call this. You know, I mean, yes, we're a podcast mainly for, for iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. But for our live show, um, Twitch Twitch just hasn't really been doing it for us. We appreciate the people that are here, you know, the BMCs, the Sphinx, the, the Craig WKs, everybody that's been stopping by that, you know, dropped their, their, their Twitch Prime um, subscription. But in the end, it really is just kind of uh, we've been spinning our wheels here. We're not really gaining the traction. And the Mixer community is something that uh, we want to take a chance with. We want to see what we can do in a market that's not as saturated, that that shows some potential for us in, in, as a talk show. And so we're going to give it a try. We're going to start November 4th. Yep, that's the game plan. Tentatively, we're going November 4th. We're shooting for that date. Um, and if you're in our Twitch chat right now, uh, our man Miggy has uh, dropped the link to our, our Mixer page. So, again, we'd love for you to go and uh, subscribe to us there and follow us there. And we're, we're really excited to try some new things, uh, reach some new people here with the Games of the Podcast. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to grow and evolve the show to uh, give you as much entertainment, and as much gaming news as possible. And uh, we're just excited to see uh, all the growth and the things that are happening on Mixer. We want to try to be a part of that as well. So, um, you know, we're, we are a little sad to leave our, our loyal 
uh, Twitch base behind, but we're really hoping that you will join us uh, in our jump to Mixer. Yeah, and I know uh, in the past we've had some people reach out through email uh, asking us when we when initially when we left streaming completely, we went we went offline, just audio only. We had those people that said, "Hey, you know, why aren't you on Twitch anymore?" That's where I I liked you. So. The thing is, is that we, uh, you know, with the experience that we've had with Mixer on a personal level, uh, with some individual streams, and the interactions we've had with Mixer at convention is really what has kind of sealed the deal for us and gives us hope with the platform as far as growing with it, becoming partnership with Mixer, and, you know, trying to really turn the talk show side of this into something really cool and really not to, I'm not trying to attack anyone over at Mixer, but us moving our production over there, there's not any, there's nobody like us there. So, um, you know, that's that's the other big thing that we really want to see if we can corner a market and really find a find our home and just establish something that uh, you know is missing on the Mixer platform. Yeah, we've tried for a long time to get legs uh, in Twitch, but Twitch doesn't really promote a talk show category where Mixer, we do think there could be some opportunities for us there. So we yeah. would love for anyone who's listening on, on us, you know, from an audio standpoint, like, loves this podcast, listen on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to us, uh, to join us in our new adventure on Mixer. Uh, but if you are a fan that watches us on Twitch and you are resistant to Mixer for whatever reason, sure, you can have whatever reason you want. I do want to remind you that, Full episodes of the Games of the Podcast are available every single week uh, on our YouTube page. So go to YouTube and subscribe to the Games of the Podcast, uh, Games of the Media, because we're there. And uh, that could be a cool way that you can still watch this. Uh, it's not live on YouTube. It's posted, you know, usually in the in the coming day or so. Uh, but that's a great way that you can continue to watch us if you are resistant to Mixer. So we do have multiple video outlets, but uh, for now, we're just going to be moving away from Twitch. Yep. So... All right, we got that taken care of. Let's get into the gaming news. Topic number one, Riot Games just celebrated its 10th anniversary for League of Legends. Ten years we have been enjoying the MOBA that's kind of started it all, that uh, exploded into one of the major esports that we follow every year. And really, we expected just a big celebration around League of Legends and, and that game. What we ended up getting was so much more. And so the surprise piece here is Riot came out and pretty much laid out the future of Riot Games beyond the MOBA of League of Legends. And so what they came out and did was, was shocking. I don't think anybody expected it, but we got a bunch of games. We got a bunch of content that is, that's coming out. And let's just get started with it. We had, we had a fighting game announced. Uh, Riot previously revealed that it was working on a fighting game, and today the company officially unveiled Project L, a 2D fighting league characters, and unfortunately that's all they showed us. So, But this is the expansion of League of Legends lore, the characters that my wife, for example, loves. These characters hates the game, right? So I'm even interested in the characters yeah. like like oh I He's I know I know I'm sort of a like a one one note song on this one but like I'm always like man what's going on with Tom Kench though like what's going right. on with that like yeah. so so but I have no I don't like League like I tried playing it once didn't like it. I have no interest in playing the game but guess what I do like 2D fighting games exactly. you know what I mean so like to me it's a super appealing Yeah so this is something that the the trend that kept going on through the event that was just really unique was Hey, they're they're taking these characters that like my wife has stuffed animals of these of these 
creatures that she loves, but has, again, zero interest of ever playing a MOBA. Well, here's a fighting game, and at the same time, here's an animated series. Maybe you're not a gamer, but maybe you just like this world. You like fantasy. You like you like these creatures and and there, and, and some of the the stories that you know. I have like example, Nar, one of my favorite characters, super cute little creature that turns into a giant monster. Which, you know, Jade wants to know where they, where it came from. What's what's its story? Well, now this animated series is actually going to start to explain that. And what it looks like is it's going to start around. They're calling it Arcane is what the, what the name of the show is going to be. And it's going to revolve around what they... And this is assumption, but based off of the, the teaser trailer, Jinx and Vi, these two sisters, which Jinx is who I currently main right now, this crazy, psychopathic, you know, just rocket launcher-wielding chick. And then her sister, who's this, like, police officer-level, you know, enforcer, and how they kind of... How you're going to start them as kids and you're going to watch how they separate. You're going to watch how they, they drift apart and become opposite sides of good and evil. And so it looked really cool. The art style, of course, when you watch some of the shorts that League comes out with every year, they're impressive. They're fun. They're really cool looking. That's what this is, except we're actually going to get substance here. We're going to get a whole series. And that's, um, that's pretty exciting. They haven't really discussed about what... Um, where the where it's going to be end up, you know, Netflix or, or what, but right now it is going to be um, you know an unknown platform, and it it, it is uh, going to be available next year. So that was really cool. They kept it going with a digital card game. So now we're talking about uh, a game like Hearthstone or the Elder Scrolls Legends. Now we introduce Legends of Runeterra. So. Again, expanding on League of Legends, this looks very interesting actually because it looks fun already. Like I haven't, I didn't get to play it. I signed up, you know, uh, right when they announced it, they said go to the website. You can sign up for the beta. So I'm signed up. I'm waiting to see if I can get get my hands on this. But it it looks really cool. It's gonna be a free to play uh, card trading game, um, both on PC and mobile next year. And basic, uh, you know, it may not seem unique because it does look a lot like Hearthstone as far as, but it's a card, it's a digital card game. How, how unique can you get with these games? I mean, Magic the Gathering has been doing it for how many years? Like it, I don't know how you can start to really twist too much uniqueness in, but they did still add a couple of their own, you know, their own twists and turns on it. But the, the, the battlefield or whatever, where you're going to be playing your cards looks a lot like Hearthstone. Um, but yeah, it. Again, not, nothing that we expected, but the big part of this that they wanted to point out is that um, Riot says the players will be able to directly purchase any card with either earned or paid currency. Ooh, I like that. It's no not... No blind packs. Yeah. It's, it's interesting <clears throat> because it's sort of... That's the collectible card game industry is an ex it, it's a culturally acceptable way to do loot boxes and do random drops. No one's ever had a problem with buying a pack of cards and not knowing what's in it. Yeah. So it is. It, I think it's cool that you can customize your deck and build it out the way you want with your money. Because let's be honest, as soon as I got enough money and got deep enough into Pokemon, I was on Toad and Troll just ordering the cards I want to build the deck I wanted right. to. So. Yep. I think it's cool they're doing it this way. Yeah, it, it just allows you to, like you said, build the deck the way you want to build it to play your strategy anytime you want without having to worry about chance. 
So it's cool. I like it. Obviously, um, we'll see how, how it plays out. But this is another example of a trend that we started seeing throughout the event that it wasn't just PC anymore. We're talking mobile. We're talking television. We're talking right other media outlets. And that's, that, that's the trend that we see as they come in to announce the mobile version of Team Fight Tactics. So if you haven't played this or you were not aware of it, you've probably at least heard of an auto battler, which has been has kind of popped up in the last six months as a really popular form of game where it's more of like a laid back. You kind of strategize, you build a team and then you just hit a button and you let them go out and do their thing. You know, think of like electronic football or whatever back in the day where, where they just rumble around on a <laughs> yeah, type deal, you know. So it's that style, and then <laughs> Scott liked that. Scott liked my football. <laughs> sound it sounded just like football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm very good at sound effects. I'm no biggie, but I'm good. So Team Fight Tactics launched a few months ago on the PC, and the Auto Battler has uh, since become the most popular game, uh, even at times streaming more popular on YouTube, on Twitch, above League of Legends. So uh, now it's getting a standalone version on mobile devices. It'll be launching early next year. Uh, and Riot says that both PC and mobile teamfight will have a new structure that cycles through new sets of champions and abilities every three to four months. So they're going to try to keep the the meta changing because I think that's the one thing that this game took off really fast. This whole genre took off really fast. And then someone would figure out the meta and then there was one way to win. And it, it eventually people get bored of that pretty quick. So the idea of them being able to cycle and change similar to what League of Legends does with MOBA to kind of keep the game fresh and keep it ever changing so that you have to kind of think of new strategies and, and keep evolving. So very cool. Um, I think a lot of people expected this. You know, the um, there's already auto battlers on the phones. This is just not League related. So it, it makes sense for League for uh, Riot to do this. Uh, an unexpected one and a weird one. This, this is probably the weirdest announcement that I saw was an eSports management game. I love a management game. Yeah. So we, <laughs> I do. I, you know, as much as I'm like a like would normally like just hate on that. Like I've done like like uh, pro wrestling like federation managers and things like that. Like I I, I do kind of get into the simulation aspect because we know I like a roller coaster tycoon or a Jurassic World Evolution. So. I don't know. I think this is cool. I, I'm never going to play it because I don't care about league. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's cool. Yeah, but I mean, people are going to get. You don't want to go, you know, like bring the immortals up and just rise with flame on your team and everybody. The no. only character, the only player you know. Uh, no, I know. Uh, Bjergensen is a oh, guy, right? Oh, oh yeah. That's one more than I know. You yeah. got two. I, I know two. So uh, League of Legends is currently in the midst of its of its world championship going on right now, but uh, if that's not enough esports to keep you satisfied, this game should help. It is called League of Legends Esports Manager. And it is exactly, creative name. Very creative. And it is exactly what it sounds like, a game where you manage a pro league team. The game will launch with support for the Chinese LPL next year, and eventually it will support other region uh, leagues as well. Uh, this is the cool part. Revenue from the game will be shared with the real-world teams featured within it. Yeah, that hmm. actually is cool. Yeah. Well, okay. you think about it, they are franchises now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. They're yeah. expanding uh, their opportunities to for the team owners to make some money. Yeah, really cool. Uh, obviously, the long-awaited announcement finally happened after that, and that would be Riot revealed the long-awaited mobile version of League of Legends. The actual League of Legends MOBA game coming to mobile, and they announced console as well. So, this is big news. 
That's right. It's huge news. Yeah, this is a game that's 10 years old that is ever-growing and has never really shown much signs of slowing, but has always lived on the, on the PC. And so here we go. They've talked about the mobile phone aspect. It is going to be slightly different because a lot of people said, how am I going to play a 45-minute game on my phone? They've, they've, they said this is going to be League of Legends. It is going to be a MOBA, but it's going to be different, and we're going to be aiming for 15-minute matches. I was like, that's perfect. You know, if you can do that, then, you know, I don't know if it's a 3v3 instead of 5v5 and it's three lanes instead of, or, or sorry, one lane instead of three or something like that. I don't know what the maps adjustment, what's going to happen. But it is very cool to see this finally make its way to mobile. I feel like it's so overdue when we've seen things like Vainglory come to mobile and, and do pretty well. Um, especially especially well outside of the US but even do well here um, that, that that's big news it's it's again this is all stuff that's rolling next year none of this is going to be hitting into this year uh, but but it is cool the the really weird piece of this whole like event was that they did release one thing that has nothing to do with league it's its first non-league project and uh, basically, it is a tactical shooter called Project A. Um, and we don't, that's about all we know about it. <laughs> it kind of looks cell shaded and fun looking and, and, and cool looking in that way, but it doesn't look uh, goofy. It looks like a seriously, like a tactical shooter that could be fun. So think of like maybe like Counter Strike, but cartoony. So it was. It's almost like Overwatch meets Counter Strike in, yeah, in yeah, an yeah, aspect yeah. of yeah, it yeah. has an approachable yep. art style, yep. but is high competition. Not that Overwatch isn't high competition, but when everyone who knows the two games knows Overwatch and Counter Strike are extremely different games. So if it is yeah. Counter Strike esque, that I mean to me that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, this doesn't even have a project like a window, time, you know, as far as a release or anything. But it does look interesting. The um, the the slight video sh um, video clips that we got were cool, and then the concept art we saw were like as far as world building looked really cool. And I mean, that's where Riot excels is just building around this. So if you can make a shooter and then on top of it making me actually care about this first person character that I'm running around with. That's that's you know that's Blizzard level at that point. That is Overwatch level at that point. So yeah, we'll see as this progresses. But it is showing that Riot is looking even beyond what League of Le you know beyond League of Legends. Uh, finally, I will say that the the big like mystery announcement that we don't we barely know anything about it. It's codenamed Project F, and is basically described as a very early development project that explores the possibilities of traversing the world of Runeterra with your friends. That's it. In other words, it's a League of Legends MMO, which we've been hearing rumors about for years, and they didn't show us anything. It was just a tease, but the idea that Project F is now at least officially been thrown out there by Riot, this is the game that could ruin my life. Like this is this is the I haven't played an MMO in a long time unless you're gonna count Destiny or something like that as far as a hybrid. But a true MMO I haven't gotten into, this would be the MMO. This it's good would knowing be you. this would be <laughs> such an amazing game to me. Um this would be on the same level as say me finally getting to play Fantasy Star again. You know um, I wish. Yeah. So I mean this is this is 
very exciting. I hope we hear more relatively soon, but they did come out and say very early development. So this isn't anything we're going to see in the near future for sure. But cool that it's out there. For sure. Now, yeah. now I, I'm not a league fan. We know, we know that every week on the show, we know that I'm not a big league fan. But, Scott, you're also not necessarily into League of Legends, but you've been around it plenty. Does any of this interest you? Because to me... Uh, the 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 characters in League of Legends always seem kind of cool to me. So the fact that it is expanding into something that I would like, like a fighting game, or you know, even expanding into like a card game, those are things that I'm more interested in than a MOBA. Does any of this uh, spark your interest? Uh, definitely not into League of Legends, but the MMO would. That yeah. would get yeah. me into it. Um, I think Riot is being smart by doing all these ideas and projects because they're cornering like almost every market yeah. of media and gaming and stuff like that but the mmo definitely would uh that i mean me and jason or me and uh grim sorry keep saying his you're actual good, name um, the government will find out right about us if exactly you to do that no but me and grim would always play fantasy star yeah. and an mmo if it's anything what they say it's going to be like that would be awesome yeah. i would probably get into it you know when you have a game for 10 years and it's had the success it's had you i you you have to be in that mindset that like, okay, we need to do something with this because it, it can't, it can't sustain in that one avenue forever. And so, the amount of money they've made off of memorabilia, the the the, mon the money they've made off of skins, just because I care about a character so much that I want it to look different, like it proves to them that these characters mean something to people beyond just being a MOBA. So you know when you go to like PAX, and Riot's not even there yet League of Legends dominates cosplay every year, that tells you something about your characters. And so I'm glad they realized that and that they've, they've come out and said, hey, here's more games, here's a show. Because like even if none of these games interest you, if that show launches on Netflix, I have a, there's a high percentage chance that, that you probably check out an episode. You, everybody here probably would check out one episode and be like, yeah, I'll watch this. If, if you told me that it is a world-building, interesting story that is a, an animated series that's marketed, you know, at teenagers or older, you know what I mean? Like, it's right, not a kid's show. Too. I'm probably going to watch at least one episode. Yeah. Like, the, the story you just laid down there for me between these two characters, I'd probably at least try it once. And, yeah. you know, again, it really comes down to I'm not interested in playing clicking the mouse game. Like, it's, it's right, not right. fun mm -hmm. to me. Uh, but that doesn't mean that these characters in this world isn't interesting. To yeah. Me, so. and, the, and the fighting game is interesting to me because, again, we only saw brief clips. But when you think of some of these characters and their movesets within the MOBA, you and then you see them in a 2D fighting realm, you go, oh, wow, that works. Yeah. That's, you know, like, and you see things where you're like, oh, that kind of reminds me of the Scorpion, you know, uh, Hook and things like that. Like, it, it works. So for me, to see these characters after 10 years, to see them be taken outside of the MOBA is weird, but also it's refreshing. You know, it's like, like Scott said, it's smart. Well, it's a breath of fresh air to see a gaming company actually evolve yeah. instead of staying stagnant like some of the companies we were talking about earlier outside the pod. Um, <laughs> but... It's, you know, they're they're actually evolving and trying different things. So, yeah, call them money. Well, yeah. you know, this this <laughs> could end up this could end up being uh, a, a disaster like Castlevania Judgment. It could it be could, the next, it could. You're next, right. Trying to adapt a game right. to a fighting, uh, you know, a 2D, you know. Well, we're, OK, Th that's the other angle to look at. You're talking about a gaming company that literally has made a MOBA for 10 years. 
They've done nothing else. Yeah. I'm mean, sorry. They made they made uh, team fight tactics now. You know, yeah. I mean, they made an auto battler. Congratulations with 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 your same characters again. So it, it, you're right, but at the same time, it's Riot Games. You, there's a mm-hmm. lot of faith in them right now. But yeah, they've never made a fighting game. They've never made a card game. They've made a board game before. Yeah, you know, and sold it directly through their website, but. But that's the thing. If they fail at one thing, they've got, what, three, four True. other different projects that are com- True. somewhat I, I, different from what they're originally doing. And again, I'm not a fan uh, of Riot, per se, but I just would have such a hard time thinking that this company that's been so tremendously successful wouldn't put all the right things in place to at least make a decent version of any of yeah. these at first, they're trying to make like, like, okay, is this fighting game going to take over Evo in its first year? Maybe. Also, maybe not. But is it probably going to be a playable and fun fighting game? I'm sure. I'm 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 confident enough that it's going to at least be respectable in quality. Even if it's not a great game, I mean, what's the percentage of people playing League of Legends are going to buy that game when it comes out? Oh, well, yeah, you know true. what I mean. Well, yeah. that, that, well, it's a really good question. That and that's something that's I think that what Riot is trying to do here is get get the Mies and the Scots of the world who are not interested in playing a MOBA at all, but I would play this fighting game, especially if it's like a free-to-play fighting game. Right. Yeah, it's a day-one download for me then because I like fighting games. That's a, that's a, that's a game where they could take their intellectual property, bring it over to a, uh, an actual a format that I enjoy playing, and get my money or get my attention, and that, that's what I think this is. I don't necessarily think they're like, okay, we have this huge MOBA fan base. How many of them can we get to play this fighting game? I don't think that's their mindset. I think they're going for everyone else with these games. Oh, my, yeah. My thought, yeah, my thought with it is simply this, is that they know they'll get me to play it. And now all of a sudden here, and because I'm playing it, you like fighting games, you're going to jump into it. And now here we are playing a fighting game together that we would never play that MOBA together. Correct. So, like, just like, yeah, you throw a Mortal Kombat out there, you and I will be playing Mortal Kombat every time a new Mortal Kombat comes out. We're both fans of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Here's a fighting game that you're not a fan of, but I am, but could draw us both in. Absolutely. That's smart. The game might fail, but I bet the sales do not fail. Yeah. Uh, the it's genius, too, when you start to think about all of the assets they have within MOBA for all these characters and all the skins and everything. You could start to branch that out into the other games. So now, okay, your favorite fighter is Lucian, but now on top of it, you have that, and the game is free to play, and on top of it now, all the skins that were in League of Legends and the MOBA are now in the fighting game. Mm-hmm. I'm all of a sudden buying my favorite skins over again so that I can play it in the other game. And not only that, but you may have special things that are in the fighting game <coughs> that you can't get True. in the True. regular PC yep. game, but it can move over to the PC yep. game if you get it that's, in the yeah, fighting game. Yeah, that's the other smart thing, right? Oh, you play the fight. Like, Blizzard's done this in the past, right? You play Overwatch and stuff like that, but then you go play... Um, Heroes. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm, and all of a sudden, like, you can get... Diablo from from you know uh, from Diablo, or you get Tracer from Overwatch or whatever, and like those are the things that drew me to even try Heroes because I had no interest. But all of a sudden, I was like, "Well, Tracer's in this. I kind of want to see this now." And so, like like you're saying, all of a sudden, hey, play the fighting game, and you unlock this skin for the MOBA game, and now you have someone playing across all your all your new assets. So yeah, it's interesting. You could even do it with the show. You know, if it's something where it's like um, we're gonna we're gonna broadcast our own show on Riot, you lo- like right now. If I log into RiotGames.com and I watch the LCS, right? I watch the pros play. 
I unlock stuff in the game for watching the pros play. It's great. I paid for a pass to do that. And the pass lets me go watch a specific player through the whole game if I want. Imagine being able to watch a baseball game and literally just lock the camera on the player that you care about. That's what I can do. That's why esports is cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I play bot lane ADC. I want to watch the ADC the entire game so I can study their moves. I can do that. And while I do that, I unlock per, you know, new skins and new assets for the game. Now, you have a show. Watch the whole series. If you watch the whole series, then here's this skin at the end. Yeah, I was going to watch it anyways, so I'm definitely going to watch it now. Yeah. It's just stuff like that that they can start to cross-share uh, cross and, and, and all that. So very exciting. Very exciting stuff. All right. And also, congratulations, Riot Games, for 10 years. Uh, it, it is so hard to stay relevant uh, as a company, let alone keep one game that popular for so long. You've helped break a lot of keyboards. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> just locally we know how much how much damage you've caused. But yeah, congratulations! That is uh, nothing to uh, you should be proud of that for sure. Let's move on to our next topic, though. Topic number two: Diablo Four accidentally leaked. I'm not mad about it. I have accidental leaks all the time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a big deal. And they're not as cool as that, right? <laughs> So, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh boy, Uh, a Blizzard advertisement in the latest issue of a German magazine, GameStar, has seemingly leaked the existence of Diablo 4. A full page ad on page 27 of the latest issue of GameStar features a segment for the upcoming The Art of Diablo hardback book, which is due for release in November. The description of the book reads, featuring over 500 artworks from Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, and Diablo 4. The book features many noteworthy uh, artworks created for Blizzard Entertainment's iconic action RPG. So, um, obviously that ad's been taken down. Uh, Oops, our bad from GameStar. But, first of all, Blizzard... I, I just find this, this is karma, as I was saying earlier before we were recording. Like, Blizzard has not had the best, um, you know, the best news lately with some of the decisions they've been making around this political movement that's happening in Hong Kong and the banning of some of their pro players, removal of their pay, then trying to revert it and say, oh, well, we would have done that to anybody. Just, just not handling it well. And because of it, they've just been hurting. But on top of that now... Let's be honest, this was your reveal for BlizzCon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was the, <laughs> That's the big a few thing. weeks away. Because last year's BlizzCon was ev- a disaster. Everyone was disappointed. You're like, yeah, was Diablo fire. Immortal. What was it called? What was that game called? Diablo Immortals. Yeah, yeah. Mo- the, mobile, yeah, yeah. Yes. the mobile game. And everyone was upset, but... Because that was the end of the show. That was the big reveal. Yeah. Am I the only one that read this article and thought it was hilarious that it got leaked? Because they were advertising an art book yeah. and not a game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What a what a yeah. lame what a lame thing to have. Slip, it. Big slip up there. But so I mean, this is big news. I, I I've loved Diablo the series. I've played I played a ton of Diablo three, and Diablo four is a game that I would I will definitely play. You know, if and when it truly exists, it looks like it does, and it's only happening right now because. In a couple short weeks, this was going to be the big reveal. So now they don't have the big reveal anymore. So this is this is that karma that kind of bites them in the ass. Like, well, 
you guys will be fine because everyone wants Diablo 4. But, you know, say goodbye to your big, your, your, your recovery when it comes to BlizzCon. Like, BlizzCon last year was a joke to the point where, like, I had thought about going to BlizzCon and then what happened last year, I was like, I'm probably never going to go to a BlizzCon because if I, if I was there last year, I would have been so irritated at what they thought was an appropriate way to build up, you know, that show. Be it, be it that they were going to announce four and then like like the rumors said that they had to like delay it and rewrite some of the script and they had all these problems so they couldn't do it so instead they just slid you know like that's it still wasn't acceptable and so uh, yeah for them to have their big reveal where they were going to uh, you know write the ship just be um, be leaked out from an art book in a German magazine like it's just perfect this seems it's to, just perfect it seems to have it a lot with them. Shouldn't they just save the money and stop doing BlizzCon? I know, you know, that's my thing. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. But like BlizzCon clearly is somewhat successful. Like I know, I know they have a ton of people go to BlizzCon. But that's like, not what, I thought I was gonna say like, shouldn't they stop save the money and not advertise in magazines anymore? Because who the hell buys magazines? I thought that's the road he was going. No, down. but that's it's true. like it's but like maybe it's a digital magazine. They too, always leak their biggest thing every year before their big show. Yeah, I mean leaks leaks are so I mean look at outside of video games, let's look at let's look at one of the worst kept secrets ever in the history of technology. It's the Pixel 4. We literally knew everything about that phone before Google took the stage. They didn't surprise us with a single thing. And we're still going to go buy it cuz cuz it looks great. Oh yeah. So like part of it is sometimes you look at it and you go, how much of this was on did they do this on purpose? You know, like they started to get the buzz going. This one I don't feel was that way. This this is not that type of leak. <laughs> We've seen those leaks in the gaming industry before. Where we're like, this is obvious that you wanted this to be here. This one, not so much. But Because there's nothing to compete with attention right now. Yeah. Like, those intentional leaks, I feel like, are often like, oh, we'd like to pull just a little bit of attention yeah. away from someone else. There's nothing going on right now no. where that makes any sense. Yeah, and you think about BlizzCon, too. Like, they, they position BlizzCon in a way where it kind of sits out on its own little island time of the year-wise when it comes to game announcements. And it's been smart for Blizzard to try to do that, but now you just, I mean, the momentum will be there because guess what? You're going to show gameplay. And people are going to eat it up. But at the same time, I remember right where I was. It was, it was in this studio when we were watching E3. And we had Bethesda drop Fallout 4 on us. Yeah. And no one knew. No one knew. And then they go, oh, yeah, and it's coming out next month. And we were everybody lost their damn mind. That was wild. It was unlike anything. You were just like, wait. How did you manage to do this in, in a world where so much stuff leaks so easily? It was such a good secret. And, um, yeah, you know, that that's something that Diablo 4, like, God, would they, they could have just done some magic with it. But, you know, unfortunately, now, now the information's out there. Beyond that, Diablo 4, how excited are you? I've never played a Diablo game, so... <gasps> I'm going to be super honest. I'm not excited. What? I'm not saying I'm not going to play this game, but I don't have a base of excitement for it. I had Diablo 3 on PC when it first came out. Yep. Played it a good chunk. Have you played X-Men Cho Legends? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did. I have. I th I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah. Oh, well, that's Diablo. Yeah, it's Diablo. Yeah, that's basically Diablo. That's Diablo. Yeah, but I like it because it's X-Men. That's fair. Okay. 
Hmm. That's fine. But dungeon, I mean, you've played dungeon crawlers before. Yeah, you know, <laughs> X Men Legends and uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, yeah. and yeah. yeah. But I got it. I got it again on the Switch, and it's it's still awesome. Diablo Four is gonna be so good. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, right? <laughs> I, I hopefully it doesn't have the same problem that three had initially. Like I enjoyed three when it first came out, but but there, there were so many problems with three that they had to revamp it all and really fix it because it the their idea of launching this this uh, community store where people could sell their items turned into this giant farming factory and just and duplication and, and cheating, and it, it caused the game to kind of just become corrupt. And then when they revamped it, it felt like an entirely different game, and that was great. I just would like Diablo 4 to come out and just be what Diablo 3 was after it yep. revamped itself. And that Blizzard learned from Diablo 3 so that they don't make the same mistakes. And I think... You know their track record definitely can sh- shows that they they're capable of doing that, but um, you know it, it, it's going to be interesting where the story goes. It's going to be interesting in the 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 graphics. You know the engine that they built this thing on. I'm I'm curious to find out everything that we can. Uh, and thankfully, this leak comes not too far away from when we should really be getting most of the details from Blizzard themselves. So, but yeah, interesting news and and one hell of a leak. So congratulations, GameStar. It's probably the last ad you'll ever get from Blizzard. <laughs> That's probably the case. For an art book, at least. <laughs> yeah, for an art book. Sad to see that in a magazine tie. Yep, yep. All right, let's move into uh, topic number three. It is not Fortnite. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or is it? Sorry, we had a we had a video video, video mishap there, so I was just giving them, tipping them off. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Fortnite or anything going on with that later. Sorry, I'm running the computer back here, guys. Yeah, if yeah, if you bad. think Scott's we're going to do anything yeah. about Fortnite, you're, you're listening to the wrong show. A damn fool, I say. Not Miggy's fault. It was mine. Damn fool. Sorry, sorry, I'm new. I'm filling in for Mickey. I'm, I'm new. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Topic number three, Google Stadia. Boo. <laughs> Boo. That's it. That's Boo. it. Boo. Topic number three. Boo. Literally, Stadia, that's the please. topic. Boo. So uh, you've heard a lot of me uh, hating on this uh, platform because of the experience I had at PAX West. And it doesn't seem to be getting any better for Google because they just came out and changed their verbiage around in some of their content. Google Stadia's wireless controller won't be very wireless at launch. <laughs> how? How is how I, is that possible? I read this at work today and I almost threw my phone against the wall. Yeah, your Scott car wa- your car won't really work on gas no, li- at first. You're gonna have to pedal it, <laughs> but eventually we'll give you the gas engine. Yeah. Literally, I know what Graham's gonna say. I walked into the studio yes. today, yes, and I was like, "Hold on a second. I just want to make sure before we do the podcast because it's my first time. This was real, right? I I read this correctly <laughs> that the wireless controller is not going to be wireless when it comes out, right? Yeah. So so it. <laughs> It will be wireless in one form, and that is basically the Chromecast Ultra, which you would get with... You may already have something, uh, but you also get it with the Founders Edition. A lot of the bundle packs will come with the Chromecast Ultra, but besides the Chromecast Ultra, you will have to plug in a USB-C cable to, to use it with computers or phones at launch. 
Uh, when Google first showed off the controller in March, the company touted how you could seamlessly switch from gaming on your TV to a laptop or phone while using the same exact controller without having to pair it to each device because the controller would stay directly connected to Stadia's servers over its own Wi-Fi. But as 9to5Google spotted earlier today, Google recently added a disclaimer in a new Stadia explainer video that wireless play will only be available on Chromecast Ultra at launch. And a Google community manager on Reddit later confirmed that meant you'll need to break out the USB-C cable for the other devices. Which, I understand, they just said that the, the, the controller would remain connected to Wi-Fi, right? Uh, that was the, that's how it's supposed to work? Yeah. But are you telling me this thing can't sync to a phone via Bluetooth? But I don't think I, I thought it wasn't supposed to sync to the phone. I thought your con, the, your controller was supposed to uniquely sync over Wi-Fi to the Google Stadia servers. Oh, correction, correction. I'm sorry. It can connect via Bluetooth, but Bluetooth also won't be a, uh, an option at launch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come I read, on, I read that slightly wrong. I just don't understand why it would work with the, you know, with the Chromecast, but nothing else. Like this controller is supposed to directly Wi-Fi to Stadia. So in theory, you're supposed to be able to just pull up your actual screen of your instance on whatever platform you want, but your controller is still going to keep the same connection over Wi-Fi. This is an essential feature that the platform was sold on. And it's not going to be available at launch? Yeah, and when you think of how it's supposed to work, like the screen that you're playing on is literally just, it's just a viewing monitor, right? Yeah. The, the input isn't going to the phone or to the TV. It's going to the Stadia server. That's, that's what we were sold so on. So the only thing, the only problem that, so then what it is is the, the data coming back, right? The data coming back. So you move left, that lag of it coming back to whatever screen you're staring at, and you actually move. There's got to be something going on. And Google goes on to say it's focusing on getting wireless play right on the TV first because it wants the big screen experience to be as good as possible. You sold Stadia not just as a big screen, as a I can play anywhere. So, like, the fact that you're sitting here saying we, we're still, like, this tells me you're still working on the big screen experience, too. We're putting all of our focus into the big screen right now because it's also not where it needs to be. Sphinx, if your kids are listening right now to the podcast, uh, earmuffs, <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever I, heard. I've been so leery of this for so long, and then when I played Mortal Kombat 11 on it at PAX West, I couldn't believe how bad it was to the point where they wouldn't even let me take pictures. They were like, well, no, no, you can't take pictures. You can only take pictures of the controller. And so then when Craig WK went to go take a picture of me holding the controller... I actually had like bodyguards show up to make sure that he wasn't trying to get a picture of the whole environment because they they didn't want this what my experience that I was having at PAX West they didn't want that out there publicly and that's crazy to me that's crazy because it comes out next month and that's the terrible thing is they they announced this in March yeah it's seven months now and you still don't have it fully functional yeah in, in the big aspect of what you're selling. Well, here's a, here's a problem with this. <sighs> well, there's a lot. Well, well the, lot. if <laughs> this this is a new technology that's being sold sort of as a service, right? If if this was gaming hardware, 
it'd be a little bit easier because it's like, yeah, you'll get your disc, you can play, like it's it's a little more direct. There's people that pre-ordered this and had planned to play current released video games. If they do, if they were to delay this, which it sounds like they should, they're missing release windows for video games. They're they're missing uh, dollars that they probably need to to fund this. I mean, they're Google; they have the money, but. There, there's publishing agreements and everything that are that are already set up, and realistically, they should probably delay this a couple months while they get the technology that they promise people. But I can't ever remember of a gaming platform being delayed because of the litany of issues that would come along with delaying a platform. And that's the big thing that you said is it's a it's a service at this point. It's not an accessory; it's a service. Yeah. And if it's a service, that better be right. When you're going to launch it, you'll be dead in the water if it's not. That's so, the thing. Yeah, and so let's cl- let's clear this up. November brings out the $130 Founders Edition. It'll be more broadly available later in 2020, uh, in, into 2020. But uh, the big thing here is you have a product that I have to pay $130 for. That gives me the controller. It gives me a, a, a Chromecast Ultra, and it gives me like three months or something like that of of Stadia service. Okay, that's right. I have to pay for Stadia service. That doesn't guarantee me anything besides maybe like a game a month free, just like Xbox Gold, just like PS Plus, Nintendo Online. You know, I get my free game a month. It's probably going to be Bastion or something for the 900th time, which is fine with me because I like Bastion. But the problem is that then I have to buy games. I actually have to buy the game after that. This isn't Game Pass where I pay 15 bucks a month and just get to play as many games that's on the Game Pass. This is... I spend X amount of money to have a service, then I pay 60 bucks for a video game that I can't have a proper experience with. And to me, this is this is this whole thing that it, none of this makes sense. And this is Google. Google either hits it out of the park or they fumble horribly. Think of Google Glass for an example. They, they had no clue what they were doing with that technology. They were trying, they were trying, they were forcing it. It never really, they could never really find a, a happy spot where people would accept it. It failed. You know, and then you go look at some of their other products that have just, you know, done wonders. Google Home or something like that. You know, go look at that and, and be like, well, there's Alexa and Google Home. Like, those are the two, right? So, like, it's done a good enough job to compete against Amazon. That's, that's a victory. But the thing here is... If I'm going to spend this money, I need there has to be a reason. And if your reason is, well, you can play Assassin's Creed anywhere, but not easy. And also, we have no exclusives yet. And also, we can't, you can't play wirelessly yet. And also, you don't have Bluetooth yet. And also, this isn't going to be ready at launch. Then it's not ready. This, this product is not ready, and you're going to start on the wrong foot. You're going to do exactly what you said. You're going to come out the gate. People are going to laugh at you. You're going to fail miserably, and then you're going to have to crawl your way out of the hole, which you, don't, which you didn't want to start in. The, the, the Ouya had more <laughs> hype around it than this thing does right now, in my opinion. And that's my big question is, say, even just a month ago, four weeks ago, before you even heard about this, say you pre-ordered it or you were super excited to just buy it. You didn't pre-order it yet. What's your confidence in that company to produce something not even at launch, but later down the road to be something you would enjoy? You're like, you know, one out of ten, I'd be like a one at this when point. When they first announced it, when Stadia got first announced, I would say I was like a nine out of ten from as far as hype around the technology. 
Yeah. Just the idea of like, I really want to see how this is, how well this is going to work. Every single step since that has been negative, and I am I have no intention on picking this up. I, like normally, I would still buy this just from the standpoint of like I want to be able to report on it and speak to it. No, like I've already held the controller, guys. It feels like trash. Yeah, the controller feels cheap. It's light. It doesn't it doesn't feel good at all. The the service is not good, and here you are having Google themselves being like, well. These things aren't going to be ready at, pr- at launch, but just give us time and, you know, still be a founder because we basically need you as test subjects. That's what you're telling me. Jump into this $130 Founders Edition so that you can be a guinea pig to help mm-hmm. us make money. I'd rather you say, you know what, we're going to push it six, seven months. Yeah. And don't sit around here and all your ads be promoting the fact that you're going to be able to play Destiny 2. I was playing Destiny 2 years ago. Like, I don't care about Destiny 2 anymore. Does it feel they're rushing it a bit? Because they announced PlayStation 5 next year? I feel like they're rushing it because they they know that everyone is coming out with a service like mm-hmm. this. They have they have to come out the gate with everybody because they, they, it would just be as damaging for them to come out a year late when xCloud takes off, when PlayStation Now, which has revamped itself, you know, we know PlayStation is teaming, literally paid Microsoft to use Azure servers because they're building something that's going to revolve around the PS5. You, you know, like, they, they know Amazon's working on something. You have, uh, even on a smaller level, you have things like Apple Arcade and Android, Android whatever they're going to call it, yeah. you know, competition. Like, all of these things are coming out. You're Google. You can't come out. You can't be last. There's no way. My, I guess, I guess my last thought that I had about this before we move on is, I'm really curious, what percentage of people that are buying into Stadia already pre-ordered their Stadia, already own a PlayStation Four or an Xbox One X or Xbox One? Right. Because here's the thing: everything that Stadia has to offer. Is already there. Is already readily yeah. available on other platforms. Yeah. There's got to be a really small percentage of someone that goes, oh, I don't have a current-gen gaming system. Well, this seems cool. I'm a fan yeah. of Google. Let me buy this controller and place. It just has to be a fraction of their player base. Everyone else could just play this somewhere else. And yep. that's the concern. This needs to work day one because if I invested and it worked like crap, I would just put it down. I would sell my controller and I would go back to my PlayStation. I would go I would go out and spend that $130 and go buy a used Xbox, you know? Yeah, cuz really their whole selling point in the beginning was that this was going to be easy. You're going to grab a controller and no matter what screen you were looking at, you were just going to play games. That was the whole point. Now you're telling me I have to plug in cords and do things. At that point, is it easier anymore or is it easier for me to grab my Xbox controller, hit the Xbox button? And play my game. The controller working should be the last of your worries. Yeah, like like if if I'm if I'm in charge of Stadia, the controller and that ease of use functionality that you that you sat there and, and were were trying to sell us on, that has to be perfect at launch. Has For to sure. be. All right. Obviously, on all these topics, you can join the Discord by going to gameslowmedia.com, and there is a new tab at the top of the website, and it's literally called Community. And there you will find Discord's own page, and you can read a little bit about Discord and also join it right there. So check it out and join you know, for free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. We are going to move into our last topic for the news, and that is, you guessed it, we were never going to talk about it, 
Mickey didn't give it away. Fortnite is back. It's Fortnite back, baby. is back. Like it never left, baby. It's, it's Fortnite. Back. It's Fortnite. Wait, what's Fortnite? Fortnite. It's it's what the kids are doing. The Fortnite. <laughs> oh, it's Fortnite. Wait, the Fortnite kids? Fortnite is back. Uh, so if you were living under a rock, one of the most bizarre and just impressive... Uh, it's impressive. It's it a is. flex. It, this it's was a, a yeah. power move oh, yeah. by Epic. And yeah. I, again, just like we talked about, I'm not a Leaf fan. I'm not a Fortnite fan. I've played yeah. it like four you times. Respect I really it. like it. I loved yeah. the power play Epic yeah. made here. I sat, on the, I sat on the streams and just watched people lose their minds, and it was so amazing. Uh, anyways... If you were living under a rock, Fortnite Season 10 came to an end, uh, and basically with it, the entire world got sucked into a black hole. And then that black hole sat on the live screen for 40 hours straight. And people sat there and watched the black hole for 40 hours straight, complaining that they wanted their money back and their V-Bucks were, were gone and they're going to sue them. And what about my skins that I bought? They're never going to come back and, and just lost their marbles over this. Well, it's back. Like it was always going to be, people. And guess what? <laughs> yeah, let, hey, let's flush this billions of dollars down the <laughs> yeah. toilet. And guess what? Your, your skins, your V-Bucks, all of that. Is back too, so not don't worry. V-Bucks. Yeah, not my V-Bucks. My uncle gave me those for my birthday. So, like a lot of people assumed, Fortnite's back and it's being called Fortnite Chapter Two, and um, a massive world-ending event, like I said, was was the uh, what happened, and everybody sat there for for that forty hours. Uh, the internet went into a frenzy uh, with players and parents panicking. I like how it says pa- players and parents <laughs> panicking after not knowing what happened to it. What do you mean not knowing? Like, come on. It was a maintenance window, people. Have you never played a video game before? It was just a clever maintenance window. Uh, many, were, many were worried about their cosmetic items they had purchased as well as the status of their in-game currency known as V-Bucks. Epic Games pulled off one of the biggest marketing stunts in history by going into a full-blown blackout taking everything offline from the game servers to the company's social media accounts, even locking the popular subreddit page from anybody being able to post anything new. Due to the lack of communication, many players around the world were speculating on when and if their favorite game would ever return. So, it's back. The game is is here and our, it's back, baby. Yep. You gotta say right. You gotta say baby. It's, it's back, back, baby. There we go. The new it's season. For, it's Fortnite. It's back, baby. Yeah. So basically, we've been pulled through the black hole as well. The new season brings in a complete overhaul, including a brand new map with plenty of new points of interest to explore. Uh, besides the new island, there are new water-based mechanics where you can swim, speedboat combat, and fishing. But Epic's best new addition is actually. A subtraction, and this is where I think our debate will get in be interesting here. But um, it simplified the game considerably, removing much of the clutter like convoluted and confusing loot uh, loot pool, and really boiling play down to its core roots. If season ten was a celebration of everything Fortnite achieved over the years since launch, chapter two is a return to form. Uh, Gone are the many variations of the same weapon types, traps, grenades, and throwable objects. Epic has cut the loot pool down to four tiers of eight core weapons. You got the assault rifle, burst assault rifle, uh, pump shotgun, tactical shotgun, 
submachine gun, pistol, bolt-action sniper rifle, and a rocket launcher. So, in what Epic is calling a streamlined weapon arsenal, additionally, there are far fewer healing items, only a single grenade type, and one trap. Uh, mobility has also been reduced significantly on hoverboards and grapplers, plus the controversial um, brute mechs that were added last season are no longer available. Epic has also simplified the leveling system in Chapter 2, offering more experience than ever uh, that in turn earns you more in-game rewards. So this is this is where I'm at with this. It's it's interesting. Uh, this this whole event drew me back to to uh, Fortnite. I hadn't played Fortnite since season four, and so when this started to happen, I was like, I'm I think I'm gonna check this out when it finally comes back. And when it came back, I watched some streams first, and I was like, okay, you know, it looks like Fortnite. You know, I don't see anything that's like crazy. But what I didn't notice right away was the lack of content, the lack of items. And so I, um, I started playing on the Switch, and then I ended up playing on the Xbox. And that's when I actually ended up merging my account, which I, because again, I hadn't played since Season 4 where you couldn't merge accounts. So I had my Xbox account, I had my PlayStation account, and it sucked because I put all my time into PlayStation. So all my skins, all, my, all that stuff I had was on PlayStation. I wanted to play elsewhere. Turns out now... I just made the PlayStation my primary account. Now, if I log on my Switch, my Xbox, or my PlayStation, all my stuff moves around with me. Super nice. So I get in, I play on the Switch, and I do pretty well. And I notice instantly that the game's focus is much more on, on fight, like firefights. The building seems to be way, like way cut down where people aren't freaking out about building. They're worried about hitting their shots. And I was like, oh, this is... This is my style. This is how I play. This is why I like Apex. This is why I've, I've gravitated towards other Battle Royale games. So I put more time into it. And I enjoyed my. I enjoyed the rounds I played. I played duos with uh, Jazzy uh, on Xbox. I played solos on my Switch, you know, on lunch at work, stuff like that. Then I started watching Ninja. I started watching Queen Eliminator on Mixer, another big streamer, and... and you know, a lot of people watching them kept asking them, what do you think? Old Fortnite versus new Fortnite, things like that. And that's when I started to realize for these people that have a very high level at this game, they're very good, how bored they were. And that they were literally playing this game because that's that's their livelihood. This is This is how they get people to watch them is that they play Fortnite. They're Fortnite streamers. And, you know, we've seen what ninja what happens to Ninja when he streams League of Legends compared to when he streams Fortnite. It's day and night. So the the universal answer, though, was basically it's boring. There's not enough here. They took away so many things. And while some things I think needed to go, because, uh, like, uh, Deadite's comment about the end of season 10, what Fortnite was compared to what it is now and your interest level of playing it has changed. Yeah, for sure. I, I played a little bit of Fortnite. I mean, we're talking like season two ish maybe yeah. is when I like dabbled in it. I mean, I'm talking like four or five games. It's barely any Fortnite I've played. Uh, and then I looked and saw what the game became. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to try to figure all this out. Like, I just want to drop in swing my axe around at some stuff find a gun and then die 30 seconds later like that's fine with me i don't need to figure out all this random stuff that's going on so when we were talking about this earlier today i was like you know to me it 
it's more appealing as someone who's very casual that this is now uh, an entry point where if I wanted to, I could get back into Fortnite without feeling intimidated by what the game and what the community has become. But at the same time, I, I understand that hardcore Fortnite fans are like, uh, get wrecked, noob. Like, get with it or get dead, yeah. you know? So... Yeah, and so I do appreciate the cleaner gameplay, but at the same time, there's things like I used to love watching streams and you know launch pads. Like some, they they you'd have a squad that would just be in this epic battle, and they'd get out of they'd win, right? They'd take the other team out, and then they'd build this ramp, and they'd drop this launch pad and this little skip pad like next to it, and they would just jump into one and bounce themselves another one, shoot themselves in the sky, or they could pull their glider out and literally go to the other side of the map. And it was just like, it was so, like, I looked at it, and I was like, wow, it reminds me of Breath of the Wild in a way where people were able to use their creativity and bend the rules of some of the items in the game to do things that maybe I would have never thought of. And so I then go into the game and I try it, right? That's, that's how it works. Well, that's all gone now. Like, now I'm watching these, the reason why I have a problem with the current whatever, and, and hopefully, hopefully it's going to change quick. Hopefully they're like, hey... This was the core, you know, and, and here's the plan. Here's the roadmap for the next like six weeks or something. I don't know, but right now the game is boring because when you get to the end, it's not a fun, just crazy build firefight anymore. Now it's a I'm gonna try to stay away from the other guy. There's two of us, and I'm going to let the circle close completely, where we're in the storm and there's nowhere to go safe, and then I'm going to try to outlast him because I have more heals than he does. I kid you not, I watch the game in more that way than I do an actual firefight. It's and, soft. And it's, That's soft like yeah. Jandar soft. you got to fight someone with your hands. <laughs> Noobs and uh, Dragons get reference. Out of here. Get Noobs out and Dragons of here. reference. I fought plenty of people in my hand, just not you. You, you were scary in that episode. <laughs> sure was. But, so, I mean, the whole thing about it is it, it just feels empty. It feels a little bit hollow. It almost feels like it's a new game and like it, it, and it's just just getting started when really this is chapter two and that's what's weird to me when I think of Apex with the new map that it released and how they and, and the changes they made and this is season three but when I think of this big change for them it added to the game it, it expanded things and it, 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 you know now the map's more interactive with a with a train that travels around the entire map like it really kind of grew out and I think part of it was and, and I don't think they'll ever admit it but epic, kept building Fortnite out more and more ridiculous, more and more adding more and more goofy things, and it got out of hand. Yeah. And they wanted to refine the game for pro scenes, for more more competitive of just, like, the better gamer is going to win this match because they're better, you know, they got a better shot, whatever. They wanted to make it a, a, a more serious shooter, and so this was their answer, was they were going to rip us through a black hole into a, an alternate reality where those things don't exist in this reality, and it gives them kind of a fresh start. And so I think most people have accepted it. My concern is if they don't do anything soon, because of, because of the boring aspect of it, does, does Fortnite start to fall off? And do we actually start to see the first weakness in Fortnite because they tried to change it too much? And the fan base says, well, this isn't the game that we loved. It's a gamble. Hopefully it's a calculated risk they've taken uh, and they're prepared. But yeah. you're, you're right about it being a big gamble, man. I wasn't expecting this. I, like, I, I expected change, but I did not expect hollowness. 
I did not expect just just where it's like every time like you go and you hunt for for treasure chests in this game. You hunt for these boxes that are gonna and you just and you wait for that super awesome item that you really like to pop out of it. And it's like that excitement is kind of gone now because when you go and open a box, you're like, I'm gonna get some wood, I'm gonna get a grenade, I might get a health pot, and then you know I'll get like a a green sub uh, submachine gun or a blue submachine gun. Like and so like. I never realized how much like that mattered to me until now I don't have it. Yeah. And so like and yes, the water mechanics are cool. The fishing is it, it is weird. Uh the boats kind of seem like no one likes to use them. So, you know, really about the fishing is the only thing I see a lot of people use just cuz you can pull weapons, not just fish. Um, you know, the healing is interesting because there's a lot of like chemicals in the water and stuff that you can go stand in and like and gain shields and stuff but mm. otherwise it's like you get you get these little you get little pots which give you like 25 25 um armor or you get like the medium pot like the big chug jugs that were ridiculous and yeah they may have took 15 seconds to chug them but they were fun because you're like dousing yourself in this like you know chemical like that's gone the 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 traps you have one now you have a spike trap that no one that doesn't even seem to be almost doesn't even seem to be relevant. Like I've I've watched numerous games, never seen a trap actually do anything for somebody. So I don't know. It's just kind of like it's back. People are excited because it's back. But I but then when you ask them, majority of them are like, yeah, we liked old Fortnite better. And what what is the long term damage that could be caused by that? And how how quickly does Epic adjust because of this? And are they ready? Do they have it? I hope so. I'll say maybe they have a bigger plan. And you said a fresh start. I feel like everything I've read, other than just the article you sent me today, it sounds like a reset. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like true. a lot of yeah. pe- a lot of people have been saying that it's a lot like chapter one when it first started. Yeah, exactly. Just with a little couple tweaks. So. Yeah, and to me, like a great example of why that isn't okay to me is look at Destiny one where it ended, and then we got Destiny two, which felt hollow. You're right. There's things missing. We weren't happy with it. Why? Why isn't that here when it's when it's here in one? You know, it, it, it's just it's that example of like, yeah, Bungie wanted to to reset. They wanted to re, you know do start fresh, and unfortunately, people they couldn't get the content out fast enough for the people to actually accept it, and in the long run, it hurt them. So, I don't know. Let us know what you think. Join the Discord. Talk about Fortnite. Obviously, Stadia, Diablo 4, Riot Games. All that stuff is going to be talked about in the Discord. So join us. That's where we're hanging out every day when we're not doing the podcasts. But uh, that's been the attack on the news. For these topics and much more, you want to visit GameZillMedia.com where you can read our blogs, you can watch the YouTube videos, you can check out the other podcasts, and you can see everything that GameZill Media is up to right from GameZillMedia.com. And uh, again, for anyone who's joining us on Twitch, we made the announcement earlier in the show. We're going to continue to talk about this for the next couple weeks. But uh, GameZilla Media and the GameZilla Podcast specifically, we're going through a transition where we are moving to Mixer November 4th. Is will be our first live show on Mixer. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, so if you follow us here on Twitch, uh, our man Player One Miggy is about to drop the link to our Mixer account right there. We want you to go and subscribe and follow us there. We're excited uh, to start a new uh, new adventure on Mixer. We'd love for you to join us there. And we're trying to talk about as much as possible. We don't want to leave anyone behind. So uh, just a quick plug for that before we get into our Zilla update. 
All right. Mine's pretty quick. Uh, our arc update's been going well. Yeah. Been having a good time. Um, I think I talked about the fact that I got a flyer now and I can fly around the sky and land on mountains. But the big thing is I built a fabricator. So now we're kind of like moving out of like the Stone Age and we're moving into like actually it's like electronics. Like I can build circuitry and I can, and I can, I'm starting to build things like GPS devices and stuff like that where. Um, it's gonna be a lot easier to move around the island and, f and not get lost in the middle of the woods and be like, oh god, which direction did I come <laughs> from? Because that is easy to do in this game. So uh, it's pretty cool. I feel like we're kind of breaking through that wall and, and getting ready to go to that next level. Where we're gonna be able to do some cool stuff. So having a lot of fun with that. Obviously on Arc Noobs and our stream that uh, the Owl, aka Jazzy, and I have been doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Mixer. On Mixer. Uh, and then I just wanted to uh, announce my return to League of Legends. Uh, Boo! Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, that that was owls. That was owls doing last night. Uh, Extra boo! Yep. So I got to play. I, I got to play some uh, some League of Legends and um, with uh, with Owl and Neo. And I streamed it on Mixer for my first time streaming something other than Ark, and it went really well. So I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, but League always feels good when I head back to it. And then you've already heard my Fortnite Chapter Two thoughts. I've been playing it. I'm still playing it because surprisingly, because of it, because it is more simplified, I feel like I'm more competitive in the game. I'm getting like top five top three finishes in solo which i could never do in in the previous uh fortnite so you know it's different when you're on a team and you have someone carrying you it, solo i'm sitting here with like six to eight kills and i'm like this i've never done this so um i don't know i'm i'm having some fun with it and but it's definitely not what i was hoping for with chapter two where i thought it was going to excite me and, and i was going to become obsessed with fortnite again i'm completely like yeah, you know, I've, I played a few rounds. Let's go play Ark. Yeah. So, but that's about it. That's what I've been up to. Uh, what about you, Did I? Now, I'm I'm not a rude host here. Yeah. Just butting in. Uh, I, I would like to well, invite our guest. I, thank you. Th thank you. Our guest. Not you, Miggy. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Miggy. Our, Damn. Our Dang guest it. has a pretty cool moment. That's why I was letting him gonna like be able to kind of like the grand finale. Okay, Miggy, oh, fine. fine <laughs> Alright, Miggy, you're up next. Well, I don't want to go now. Shut up, Miggy, go. <laughs> I played some mobile games. <laughs> Miggy, Miggy, I love you. Please tell me what you did in gaming this week. Yeah, what's what did you do on your phone? Well, as uh, as as as, as um, Grim said, uh, checked out a uh, Fortnite, and uh, I, I'm definitely loving the uh, the 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 reboot, like the rebirth of the franchise, um, because for me it felt overwhelming uh, before, because oh, yeah. I had to take a minute to figure out: Do I want this gun? Do I want this gun? Do I want this trap? Ooh, what does this do? Now it's just like you have this gun, this gun, and maybe like this, um, that like the fish pole, whatever. It's it's a lot more simplified, and uh, I am feeling like I'm doing a lot better um, in solos. Um, but I say the the hypest uh, moment of the week is uh, been playing. Uh, it's this free to play game on PlayStation Four called Gundam Battle Operations Two. Um, I actually jumped on there with a bunch of guys from um, the our, the Gunpla Gunpla uh, community over on Instagram. Um, they they taught me like how, a lot of the mechanics of the games, um, how to you know how to play it, how to uh, punish people. Because before I felt like it was a lot slower than what it was, but once they got to show me a few things, um, it it felt it, it felt like completely different. And now I feel like I can uh, hold my own in the fight. So yeah, yeah, Gundam Battle Operations Two free to play. 
play. I'd, I'd say check it out. It feels like a mobile game on the console, but uh, that's it's, it's. I don't know. It's it's not a bad thing. Um, it's sitting at a four point nine in the rating on the uh, PlayStation Store out of five. So yeah, check it out. Nice. Now we will save best for last. Our good friend Manservant Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, let, we'll let him continue to to brew on uh, what his highlight, his gaming highlight of the week was. Uh, mine was something that was almost three damn years in the making. I was banished to the cornfields of southern Indiana for work, and that's why uh, our good friend Owl Zero, Jazzy Fiddle, uh, was here uh, covering the show last week. And I was determined to do something that I've been working towards for a long time. 105 hours of gameplay in the making. I finally defeated Calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon. I beat Breath of the Wild. Good man. Yeah, I did it. Uh, again, I've talked countless times on the show how Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games I've ever played. I think it's one of the best video games ever made. Uh, and I finally got it to, you know, I beat the boss, something I never do. I never beat games. Uh, the unfortunate thing, and I don't want to spoil this for anyone, I think there's a true ending that I didn't get. So I kind of got sucked back in all week into just buttoning up the last few things I need to do to go try and fight the Calamity again to get the complete ending. But uh, it's it's been really fun revisiting Breath of the Wild after I, you know, it, it's something that I would I'd play real hard for about three or four days. I put it down for a few months at a time. That's kind of how it's been for me for the last two years you know that first six months that that's all we really had to play on switch i I just played a ton of it uh and it just feels good to at least be able to weirdly emotionally close that chapter of my gaming life to be like i did it i at least beat the final boss in breath of the wild so uh who knows if i'll end up picking up any of the dlc i i'm actually now trying to round out the last few shrines i didn't do but uh it actually feels like a really big accomplishment for me as a gamer that's awesome congratulations Yep. yep i'm proud of myself I did not come close to beating that. You're, you're either, not dead. You're not dead, I, Scott. You still got life. You still I, got life left. I just couldn't. It didn't stick. I'm I'm the same way. But uh, you know, your moment that you are about to share, we we share together. So it's it's weird that we both uh, couldn't do Breath of the Wild, but something else happened. Yeah, let's hear about it, man. Right? Servant Scott. <laughs> Hopefully that name does not stick. It's gonna stick. Um, unlike you and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> mine's more of the moment of the month. It wasn't this week. It was a couple weeks ago, but. Link's Awakening for the Switch. Beat that game in like four days. I couldn't put it down. That game was amazing. It brought you back to more of a simplistic time of a game not being that difficult, but not being that easy. And even though it wasn't that difficult, it wasn't a bore at all. That game was fun 100% throughout the whole time. Um, Recommend it to everybody. If you have a Switch, you have to get it. I know it's a remake of a remake, but I never played those original ones, yep. and I'm so glad I bought it. It was worth every penny. Yeah, th- it was surprising to me. Like it looked interesting, and when, when I played it um, in pa- at PAX, I fell in love with it quickly. So when you shared that you you're like, dude, I just beat Zelda. I was like, so did I. So we had like this. It kind of took me back to like Breath of the Wild when we first started playing it yeah and we would go to, we'd show up at lunch every day and we'd be like sharing like oh my god i did this and you're like yeah i did it this and we would just be sharing this experience well that's what this was it was just two people that never played the original that got that loved this remake and just played it to death like just played it until there was nothing left to do and yeah it was it's one of my favorite zelda games i've ever played it's one of the favorite games i've played this year yeah 
yeah it was so much fun so that's good that's c congratulations because i think in this day and age right now beating a game and falling like obsessing over it and putting four you know four days of like putting time into it is not uh it's not easy with our with our lives it's been years since i've done yeah. that, and gotten yeah. that i'm just saying all the cool kids beat zelda games this month <clears throat> miggy <laughs> Hey, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool because I didn't fall into the uh, into the mold. I go against the mold. Oh, mm. got it. What you playing over there? We're baby? mold. We're mold followers here. <laughs> our our uh, our video uh, producer is playing Fortnite on his phone. On his phone. Of course, it's on his phone. You, what you don't know about Mickey is he's the mobile guy. We tease him uh, a lot, but but he is the mobile gamer. Freemium. He's the yeah. He's freemium. Freemium. <laughs> Only way to poop. <sighs> You're right about that. I respect. I respect. I respect the way you spend your defecation yes. time. I can't be mad at that. But congratulations on when, on beating the game. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. What'd you think of? No, no. Don't necessarily have to get the spoiler away. But like, what'd you think of the ending? Like, were you satisfied? Were you like, what did you think? It could have been better. I mean, um, very weird. It's just. I mean, when I was looking at a lot of like reviews on youtube and stuff like that they did say that the ending was anticlimactic like the story of it isn't like a huge deal it, yeah. the gameplay and the puzzles and stuff that is the big part yeah. the story really isn't that big of a deal yeah in my opinion yeah. it feels great again i beat it so you can just borrow my copy if you want that right Maybe I will. You need, now you can. Well, here's the problem, though. I got, uh, I got like, uh, like two weeks to Pokemon, so. That's a, you, the good part of this is that it's not a very long game, which adds another reason why I liked it. Yeah, I still got to finish well, there's, Pikachu. Let's go. There's Pokemon, <laughs> and there's also Star Wars. Man, the Star Wars, Wars game looks, is going to be dope. I'm, I'm not getting Star Wars at launch. Dude, Star Wars why? looks amazing. Why? Because I'm playing Pokemon, Scott. I didn't answer his question. Yes, it did. It did. And I'm it a Pokemon didn't. guy. I'm going to play Pokemon. I'm getting Pokemon too, but I'm going to get Star Wars launch Man. day. Yeah, the difference is Star Wars will be $20 a here's year. Here's the thing now. about... <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah. I, same way I did Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. We've talked about this. Yeah. And I, I I regret waiting so long on it, but I got I got Spider-Man for like $23 with all, all the DLC. DLC yeah. I still I haven't wait played Spider-Man. It's, it's so really good. good. No, but you could, awesome. you could wait a year and get Star Wars on the cheap, and that was a cool sound. Um, <laughs> but you know we're an hour and a half into the show. I think it's time yeah, to well, uh, yeah. to wrap it up. Okay. Well, uh, you know we want to uh, remind everybody that like that's our gaming moments of the week. That's what we're, we've been up to. You can always share what you're playing. You can always look for for gamers to game with in the Discord. It's a fun, healthy community. You just go to gameslovemedia.com, go right to that community page, and you'll find the Discord button to join. And uh, yeah, you know we uh, we hang out there all week long when we're not doing the podcasts. Uh, let's see, we're gonna wrap this up. So let's talk about our other shows, right? So we're the Gamezilla Podcast, and we are part of the Gamezilla Media Network. We are a collaboration of podcasters that bring super cool shows to you every single week. Available everywhere you listen to the Gamezilla Podcast, or so iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, we're everywhere. So just look up uh, a lot of our great shows. We have uh, Legend of Retro, our retro gaming podcast, Last Action Podcast about action movies, uh, Quick Plug. Uh, me and my man the Sphinx are doing some horror movie reviews this month available for you. Noobs and Dragons, our tabletop gaming adventure podcast. 
Cast and Noiseland Arcade, all things The Simpsons. They take you chronologically from the first episode of The Simpsons onward. It's a great show. You gotta listen to it, and that's come from me, a big Simpsons fan. Uh, and again, all those shows have exclusive content available for you. Uh, Patreon.com slash Games of the Media. Go there, start your patronage today, and enjoy that exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Thanks for everybody that's hanging out on episode 283 of the Games of the Podcast. One last reminder, let's just say it one more time. We made the announcement today that uh, this show in two weeks will be moving to Mixer.com slash Gamesilla Media. Uh, the link has been shared multiple times in the chat, and we will also be posting it out to social media so that you can find the new page. It is, the new page is live. It is blank right now, but you can find it on Mixer, and you can be one of the first followers. So head on over there and uh, hit that follow button for us so that we can make sure we don't, uh, you, know, you, don't you don't get lost and wonder where we disappeared to. So, uh, yeah, that's that about wraps everything up. What do you got? You know... I want to go out with a bang on Twitch next week. Yeah. going to be our last show on Twitch before we go to Mixer. I want to invite everyone who listens to this podcast to join us for Deadites Bitchin' Birthday Bash, because it's my birthday next week. Woo! Come join us. Hang out live. Shower me with your adoration. And, and let's have ass. Or just shower him. Let's have some fun as we uh, say see you later. Uh, or we'll give you the well see you to Twitch and move into the Mixer era of Games of the Media. So Deadites Bitchin' Birthday Blast. That's what we're calling it. All right, and then my final shout-out is going to go to my good friend that uh, hung out on the podcast today. Big shout-out to Scott. Scotty slide a scooter with the the poop sound. I feel like there's a better poop sound you yeah. can find for me. Yeah. <laughs> there okay. it is. All right. Give him a toasty. Do we still do that? Toasty. Oh, it still works. Yeah, yeah, I think that one is right. Yeah. I'm actually gonna give him. Uh... I've been teabagged thousands of times. It's I, true. I gotta agree. There's nothing cooler than being peed on. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you if you learn anything from that, Scott, is when you're on the podcast, be be mindful of what you say because it can turn into a drop like that. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, but yeah, no, Scott, thanks for hanging out. Sorry it took 283 episodes to get you on, but I'm glad you did, and it was a pleasure. Thanks we'll see, for the invite. And we'll see you in another 283. I was going to say, hopefully, I'm here for number 566. Yeah. I believe that's the right math. So <laughs> that's what he worked on the whole show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I was quiet because I. Had my T9 calculator <laughs> yeah. out for a while. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again, uh, and we will. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. But remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.